Surprise, motherfuckers! It's your boy Waldo. So, not a full podcast today, but big announcement, big information. Uh, obviously, if you are on our Twitter page at Regulators Pod, then you might have heard by now. But we have decided to uh, start a new off-season program that is live. It is up. It is uh, rolling right now over on TikTok. You can go to go to at Phase Two Media. That's P H A S E the number two, and then M-E-D-I-A, and you will find the home of the Regulators podcast on TikTok, as well as the Van B-Boys, which I am half of. Uh, The other is my esteemed colleague, Lil J Mortal. We will be uh, taking the entire off-season to both fill you in on a lot of things happening football-wise, NFL-wise. Obviously, the Regulators are going to have a home there, so we'll be able to drop some content up there much easily easier than it is, you know, for me to get in the studio and uh, try to do an entire hour podcast every single Wednesday during the off season. Now, that does not mean we are leaving you out to dry with uh, the beginning of new league year, March 15th. We're not going to leave you out to dry for the NFL draft. Um, Whenever there's important information, first of all, we're going to cover it. We're going to talk about it on Twitter. But Most of the uh, quick hits, most of the uh, content that I'm going to be able to get out to you guys the fastest is going to be on that TikTok page, at Phase 2 Media, where, again, you're going to have me, Waldo, uh, from the Regulators Pod and any of our Regulators shenanigans, as well as my best friend and a hell of a dude, uh, Lil J, is going to be there as we take on uh, a lot of adventures as part of the Van B Boys. Uh, There's going to be a lot of comedy a lot of interviews, a lot of things that we're going to get into over there, but I promise it's going to be fucking choice. So I hope you guys will go over there and check it out. We are definitely uh, doing a a Amazon gift card giveaway right now to help get the page grow. So if you go over, if you follow us, if you like the pinned post and you uh, tag someone in the comments, you know, that you think might enjoy us as well, then we're going to put you immediately in a drawing for an Amazon gift card. So appreciate the love. Please support us You know, in the ways that you do. Uh, some of those shitty celebrities that you don't actually know um, would love the support. In the meantime, a couple of quick hits, some things I would love to talk about. Let's start out the gate with the XFL. The XFL is killing it. They're doing awesome things. They're doing so well that already the NFL Competition Committee has started looking into things that the XFL is doing. One of them being, and this isn't the first time the NFL has visited it, but you know, in the XFL, when you have an onside kick, instead of an actual onside kick, what you do is you get the ball at like your own 25-yard line and you go for like a fourth and 25. If you get it, you keep the ball and you keep moving. If you don't, obviously the other team gets the ball already in field goal range and that's what has replaced the onside kick. Now, with that, in back-to-back weeks, the XFL has already had incredible 13-point comebacks with like a minute left in the game. Now, they also do have a three-point conversion that they're able to attempt in the XFL, so there are some cool things there. I don't see the NFL going that far, but 
The NFL is already noticing certain things that the XFL is doing, and I hope that it continues to go that way. We have talked about it. What they do with their eye-in-the-sky NFL referee where you can you know, hear and see everything going on in that control room when they're like, yep, I have them down at the 43-yard line, put the ball first down, let's mark it, uh, go ahead. Like, it's full transparency, full fucking transparency, and I... I don't see the NFL ever going that way, but they should. It's amazing. It keeps the game going. In the XFL, coaches only have one challenge that they get, and that's it. But also, the NFL said that they are looking into whether or not you will be able to challenge unnecessary roughness on the quarterback, a personal foul on the quarterback, because of all the drama that's been surrounding that. The XFL has gone one step further. You can challenge any penalty. If you don't think it was a penalty, challenge it. You only get one. So, you know, if you don't think it was a penalty, let's fucking challenge it. Let's go right now. Um, Hopefully, the NFL will continue to be open-minded and continue to steal things from the XFL because that's how we got the Skycam. That's how we got some of the things we have in the NFL now. Um, But, you know, they should because the XFL is doing awesome things. The XFL is also showing that kickoffs can be successful. The issue that they had with the kickoffs in the NFL is guys were running 80 yards downfield, full speed, ready to smash into someone. The XFL had said, well, we can have the best of both worlds. We're going to have the kicker kick off from his normal spot, but we're going to take the special teams on the kick coverage team, and we're going to move them all the way down the field and put them at about the 30-yard line, and then the receiving team will be 5 or 10 yards away and neither play, neither of the players can move until the person who catches the kick return catches the ball. And at that point, they're already another 60 yards downfield. They're pretty close to that player already. They can't build up a huge head of steam, especially before they contact the other special teams players. It's going to immediately reduce that risk of injury while still allowing for what can be an exciting play on special teams. So the XFL, in my opinion, is just batting a thousand right now with a lot of different things that they're doing. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I encourage you on the weekends to check out the XFL. They're doing some very cool things and you are going to see some of these things adapted uh, to the NFL at some point. Other than that, there's a lot going on. Um, You know, the combine is starting and we have the beginning of new league year coming up. So we know players are going to get cut. Players are going to get traded. Once some of that stuff happens, we will bounce back with a full entire show. um, And we will break down all the moves, everything that's happening, everything that's left out there before the draft. We will do that. But again, if you want quick hits, like as soon as a player gets traded, as soon as something major happens, somebody gets announced somewhere, then... We will be able to shoot that content out very quick, very timely on TikTok at Phase 2 Media um, where we'll be having all the regulators' content. And while you're there, again, I'm telling you it's going to be funny as fuck. There's going to be some awesome stuff during the offseason through the Van B Boys, which I am part of as well. So go check out Phase 2 Media on TikTok. Other than that, um, you know, Two quick things I want to touch on before I let you guys go and you can find your way over to TikTok. But one of them is the Derek Carr situation. It amazes me how many people who just are ignorant don't want Derek Carr on their team. So here's my thing with the whole Derek Carr situation. 
I think people need to be self-aware. Self-awareness is key. And a lot of people hate players for just reasons that don't make any sense whatsoever. Um, the Kirk Cousins of the world, the Derek Carrs of the world. The, here, here, let me give you an example of what I mean. I'm going to name four players, okay? Uh, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Dak Prescott. Those are the four players. Now, three of those are in the top eight all-time in career passer rating. The fourth one is Tom Brady. Do you see what I mean? And I, I want to be clear. I'm not trying to say that everybody is Tom Brady or that Tom Brady's worse than any of those guys. My point is that we put blinders on when it comes to certain players, either because we like them or because we don't like them. And Derek Carr is the perfect example for that. So in NFL history, since the merger, since you know the NFL became a thing, no quarterback has had a defense that has allowed more points per game than Derek Carr. It's never happened. So Derek Carr has been behind the eight ball more than any other quarterback in the NFL. And there was even a stat running for like a decade where the Raiders had lost the most amount of games after scoring with a minute or less left in the game. So they go down, they score, they're in the lead, and then the defense can't stop anybody and they end up losing the game. Now, I'm not here again to say that Derek Carr is Patrick Mahomes by any means. But what I am here to say is that he's got a higher completion rate than Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, uh, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Eli Manning. Like, I'm listing people who have won Super Bowls, okay? He turns the ball over less than Josh Allen, than Matthew Stafford. He's got a higher passer rating than Matthew Stafford, than Eli Manning. Like, I could go on and on for days. The point is is that you can win a Super Bowl with this fucking guy. You can easily win a Super Bowl with him. So am I saying he's top two in the NFL? Even top three? Mm, no. Am I saying he's a top 10 quarterback? Absolutely. Am I saying you can win a Super Bowl with him? Absolutely. Because let's look at the San Francisco 49ers had the number one defense in the NFL last year. And... They were in the NFC Championship game, and they were five minutes away from me going in at quarterback. Okay, They had Brock Purdy. They had Trey Lance. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. They had Christian McCaffrey You know, at the end there. But they were in the NFC Championship game because they had amazing defense. Let's look at the New York Jets, number four defense in the NFL last year. They almost made the playoffs with Zach fucking Wilson and a few games of Mike White. Like, imagine a team like that with competent... Ryan Tannehill, healthy, could have taken the Jets to the fucking championship game. Like, they've got talent on offense, they've got talent on defense, Like, but the quarterback play is what's holding them back. There are so many delusional teams that think they are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Most of them are wrong. There's a handful of them that are pushing towards there. That's what the Rams were when they went from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. That's what the Buccaneers were when they went from uh, Jameis Winston into Tom Brady. Like, that's 
that's the situation. So you cannot tell me. You can make all your fucking jokes in the world, but you can't sit there and say, oh, Derek Carr going to Team X would be a total disaster because you're just being biased. You're being completely biased. The man has never had a top 20 defense in his entire career, and no quarterback in NFL history has ever had to score more points to win games than Derek Carr has. So if your team needs a quarterback, you could do a lot worse than Derek fucking Carr. So that's my piece on that. Um, the second thing that I just want to touch on, just because it came up today and it was an interesting conversation with one of my really good friends, is people were talking about load management in baseball, and then I was having a conversation that kind of transferred over to football and everything else, and... Um, I might have said baseball, basketball, excuse me. But either way, the point is that as I was having this uh, debate with a friend of mine, you know, where we were just, you know, kind of playing out both sides of everything, um, one of the things that came up was, you know, well, these athletes get paid millions of dollars, so they should just take it or they should just whatever. They should... And I want to challenge every single person to never use that argument ever again. Never, ever say that. And I'm going to tell you a number of reasons why. First of all, there are people living in countries in horrible situations that would look at you or I working a minimum wage job in the United States and say, you know, oh, so your boss wants you to work like 90 hours a week and doesn't let you take a bath and break? Like, who fucking cares? You should be lucky that you can make that kind of money and live in the country that you do, whatever. You should say thank you and take it. There are people who have that same perspective on with us. And so it's easy to look at a millionaire or a billionaire or somebody and say like, oh, well, but you get paid all of this money to play a game, you know, so you should just, whatever they want you to do, you should just fucking do it and be grateful. That's a horrible fucking attitude to have for a number of reasons. Again, the money is just perspective. To you, yeah, it's a shit ton of money because if you had that kind of money, you think, oh, wow, I'd be set for life and I would, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason that, people, especially athletes, even more so than, say, corporate situations where there's a lot of times you see a CEO of a nonprofit making $20 million a year and you're like, what does he do? What value does he add for $20 million a year that no other guy could do for $1 million a year, right? But with athletes, it's pretty easy to measure. Michael Jordan... You know, Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, like a guy off the street can't just walk in because he studied hockey and be a goat. They can't just be those guys. So your value is whatever somebody is willing to pay you. So that means if, you know, my name is Deion Sanders and I say, well, listen, I want X, Y, and Z attached to my contract and I want to have a personal training facility and I want this or I want that or, you know, whoever you are, whatever you add, and someone says, okay, that seems fair, that was the deal that you negotiated because of the value that you brought. So I am all for fans who say, damn, I spent $700 to get plane tickets, to get tickets to a game, to get there, and then this player didn't play because he was being rested, because, you know, 
he, he was saving himself for later in the season or et cetera or whatever. Um, but never use the excuse of, well, he gets paid a lot of money, so he should just do it. Because what you're doing is you're taking your own anger and your own, you're, you're basically trying to make it personal, like the fact that, well, I had to go into work today and I couldn't take off, so why should they be able to if they get paid more money uh, they should just have to show up to work every day. That's actually the opposite of how it works. Like, I can't get mad if Mark Cuban or Bill Gates wanted to take six months off and go sail around the world and do whatever th- the fuck they wanted because the second they came back, somebody would still need them for something. They would have value somewhere that they could add. So they are able to do that, and they're able to do that because they put themselves in whatever position they have. So for me to be like, well, I have to go to work. Mark Cuban should be at his desk every day at 7 a.m. And trust me, there's a lot of those guys that have outworked every single one of us combined. Like, you have no idea their stories and the things that they've gone through. But the point is, you can have an open debate and you can argue about whether players should have the ability to say this or to do this or to do this on the field or off the field like those are opinions and you can have those but i would challenge you to never say well because person makes x amount of dollars because as someone who can tell you with personal experience who held a position once where i made more money than everybody else who worked at that company and a lot more money than a lot of my friends and family, I saw how quickly friends and family and people I knew would start to make remarks like that of, well, he makes great money, so, you know, he should just fucking deal with whatever it is, you know, if they want to stick hot pokers in his ass in the morning, then, you know, fuck it, he he gets paid for it. Like, that's a very dangerous dangerous thing um, to say and to have that mindset and it's easy when you don't have the money and when you think everybody has more money than you so they should just take it whatever but you're getting paid a value for a reason nobody just gives out free money for the sake of it so while it's easy to look at people and say well they play a game for a living so they should just do anything and everything that comes with that no matter what that's a very dangerous precedent to set And it's the reason why for thousands of years the ruling class was just whoever had the most money and they could do whatever, whenever, however, and nobody could do shit because you didn't have the money. So what you don't realize is you're arguing against yourself. What you're basically saying is that you know you should have to go to work every day and suck it up and whatever because, oh well, you have to because this person who has all this money and all this stuff has control over you. Like, that's that's a dangerous precedent. So I'll leave you guys with that. Other than that, I promise we're going to have a lot of content, but there's going to be much more during the offseason. There's going to be much more regulators content over at Phase 2 Media on TikTok. We are going to try to put together uh, some live spaces throughout the summer as well. Um, and again, we will drop podcasts here and there. It's just not going to be at the every single week rate that it has been for the three years. You guys know I probably missed two weeks a year, if that, um, on the podcast. But it just it doesn't make sense. 
And uh, there's ways that I can get you guys the football content, especially on Twitter, at Regulators Pod, all the news, all the nuggets. I'm on there every single day. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. Um, but as, for, as far as quick thoughts and things like that, it'll be much easier for me to push it out on TikTok. So follow us over there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. And again, we're doing an Amazon gift card to hype up the TikTok page over at Phase 2 Media. So thank you. You know I love the shit out of you guys. Um, Until we speak again, hopefully it'll be on the TikTok page. If not, you know where to find me on Twitter. I'm out. Peace!